Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Genesis chapter 2, beginning at verse 4. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Uh, Pastor Dave, yeah, got a riddle for you. Yes. Pete and Repeat went down to the lake. Pete okay. fell in. So who was left? Well, Pete... Repeat! Pete and Repeat went down to the lake. Pete fell in. Who was left? Repeat? Pete and Repeat went down to the lake. Pete fell in. Who oh, was left? You keep repeating it. Oh. That's right. Just like we did from Chapter 2, repeated... Uh, part of chapter one, at least. Yeah, nope. No? Uh, uh, some people think that, and some people think that, oh, the writer got it wrong, or it's another thing. No, it's actually, chapter one is the story of creation from God's point of view. And that's why it's so poetic, because it's so beautiful in its creative form. Yes, it Th- is. This is the story from man's point of view on earth. And they both are correct. They're both the same. It just simplifies it because we're dealing with man. So in verse 4, the heavens and the earth are created. That really covers all of day 1 through half of day 6. And then it talks about forming man from the ground. I get it. Which, by the way, is another cool thing. Up until now, everything that God made, it was made with the word from uh, nothing. Let there be. Here it says that he formed man from the ground and breathed into him the breath of life. It does not say that he did that with the animals, but he did with man. And mankind, which is which distinguishes it as part of God's special creation. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, 
And there he put the man he had made. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Moving to verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. The Lord God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. Hmm. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the air, and all the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was asleep, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bone, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. In the reading you just completed, there's a couple things that just jumped out at me. I, I don't know if they did for you, Cecilia, or readers. I <laughs> Probably. hope so. One, it, up until now, we've always heard God say, it is good. Yes. But here in this reading, he said, it is not good. And what was he referring to? 
He was referring to a man being alone. He yeah, said it's not good for man to be alone. Not good for man to be alone. And that's why he then went about and made woman. All right. I have a couple of questions. Uh-huh. First of all, why did God have to see that it was not good for man to be alone? Why didn't he just make woman in the first place? Mm-hmm. And second, uh, in case you haven't noticed, uh, there are lots of people who are alone. Okay. I'm alone. Well, let's go on. <laughs> um, what did God then do after he said it's not good that man will be alone? Do you remember what God then did? He brought all the animals. Yeah, a parade. Do, 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 the yeah. first parade. Do, 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 but he do, do, knew all the time that there wouldn't do, be do, anyone. Do, 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 do. Should okay. I, I, I get you a like kazoo? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually two reasons God brought all the animals to Adam. Okay. You said one of them, I think. He knew that, that there would be no nothing, no one for Adam to be with, ah, of course. Okay, so that really, actually, first it was so that he could name him. And then second, so he could show Adam. God knew it, but I don't know if Adam did. I often hear it. In fact, I, I just was with a, a guy who said, yeah, uh, I'm very content now that I've had the three Ds. I said, three, three Ds? Ds? Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, two divorces and a dog. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, well, yeah, because too often people think man's best friend is his dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are loyal, they are faithful, and I'm thinking of Nelson and all that. Mm-hmm. But God brought the animals to show Adam, this is not the mate you really, that I want you to have. There's something even better than this. But he had to show Adam that. He didn't just tell him. And isn't that cool about our God? He lets us experience it and learn bit by bit. Well, okay. There's something I'd really like to learn about, but God hasn't let me learn about it yet. What's that? What it's like to be married. Do you know that Captain Crunch is really good for breakfast? Yeah. What's that got to do with I was this? hoping to distract you. I haven't had Captain Crunch lately. Maybe I should. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow morning for breakfast. I think we've got some there. Yeah, it makes a good uh, four o'clock snack too. It does, yeah. But have have you ever noticed if you put milk on Captain Crunch, it has a slightly different flavor than if you just eat it dry. Uh, you should try yeah, it. Sometime. Most cereals, are yeah, like that. it's amazing. It's really amazing. What does this have to do with? Uh, <sighs> Probably I'm nothing. I'm maybe just scrambling like a little duck with his feet under the water, going. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to answer your question. So we have uh, God bringing the animals, Adam naming them, and, and he saw there was none that were right. And then God put man into a deep sleep. And, yeah, and, the first anesthetic. Yeah, you might say that, yeah. <laughs> the first surgery. The first surgery, yeah. And the, the, the mate that God wanted for Adam isn't how he did all the others. And he, uh, the other animals, all the other animals, he um, said with the word, and, and, and oh, oh, you did point out to me quietly. And he did form them from the ground. He yes. did. Yes, but, he did. But a- Adam was formed differently. It's almost like God bent down and formed with his hands, and then he blew into Adam. Well, here is a new type of creation. He took it from Adam and formed it. And, and what's amazing is both Adam's forming and Eve's 
being formed. It's a different word than um, let there be the creative from nothing. It's with something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Adam said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. This is amazing. In the Hebrew, man is, is ish, A-I-S-H. Okay. Woman is isha, A-I-S-H-A-H. It means the opposite, the contrasting. Really? That which is polar opposite of me, which, which I'm now connected to, completes the full circle. And that's what that. God okay. really did with Adam. And that's why he had a show. Uh, a dog's a good pet. Fits a lot of needs and, 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 and such. Or but, if you like cats, cats are good pets too, I might add. Yeah, I suppose a hamster is too. But um, woman is the counterpoint, the completion for Adam. <laughs> off the hook on the one question for now, but I've got lots of other questions. I'm sure you do. First of all, if man and woman are supposed to complement one another, Mm -hmm. then why do so many men and women fight? Married couples, I mean. Yeah, it's almost like they're in competition, and that's usually what happens. They forget that they're complementary. That means they have different strengths. So often people go, oh, come on, can't you balance the checkbook? Can't you do that? It's so easy. Well, well can't you it clean? Might be, can't you cook? Right. It might be easy for one but not the other. That's why it's a working together, a helper suitable. That means there's the, a helper that is contrast and opposite. So you need to learn to work together. And it's usually when they fight is they don't learn to work together. All right. Is it possible for someone to be put with the wrong piece? And if so, why does that happen? <laughs> it's theoretically possible, but not really. Um, y- usually, if you're put to, with the wrong piece, it's because you entered into this marriage situation uh, for the wrong reasons. It might have been for uh, running from your parents. It might be because I'm desperate for a, a roof over my head. I want sex real badly. You've got my drugs. Rather than I want to be your helper. Now notice I didn't say you be my helper. Mm. Do you believe that there's just one person, one right person for every person in the world? If you ask me that of a single person, I'll say no. If you ask me about me, I'm going to say yes, there's only one person, that's my wife. It's one of those things of which side of the question of marriage are you on? Mm, Okay. Once you're married, it's the one person for you. Some people say that it's a good idea to live together to make sure that it's that the the piece is the right piece. Mm. I can guarantee you if you do that, it's not the right piece and you're going to fall apart. 
You can guarantee that. Almost, yeah. Almost guarantee it. Because you're not going into it with a commitment. I will put a lot of things aside, especially my selfishness, in order to serve this person. Instead, you're going into it, what will you do for me? Do you fit me? And it's all about me, 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 me. But that's not what marriage is. It's not about me, 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 me. It's a helper suitable. That means, am I for you? And if you go into it that way, you might as well go into it the right way and just get married and be committed. Then you can start to learn and explore uh, who you are together. Didn't you once tell me that marriage isn't a 50-50 like people mm-hmm. say it is? That marriage isn't 60-40, it isn't... But 90-10, it's, no. It's you one. give 100% percent mm-hmm. expecting... Zero in response. Sometimes you'll get stuff in response, but if you don't, you aren't then disappointed. Mm-hmm. Does that mean then that, that if I'm getting nothing in response, or if a person is getting nothing in response all the time, that that it's perfectly okay and just let that person continue to be as they are and that we shouldn't, that that I shouldn't suggest that uh, my quote husband or whatever get some counseling therapy or something there are situations where it is proper to get counsel and therapy um, because uh, one is only self-centered and only looking to themselves and it can be the destruction of a marriage because you're not then a helper suitable for one another mm-hmm. it isn't that I'm your slave and you're not my slave you're, you're each other's servant And so sometimes there is an imbalance there. The balance really is that you're not there for yourself, for for the other, and that you both be in balance that way. So you go into the marriage expecting not what can you do for me, but what can I do for you. Correct. All right. Back to my original question. Mm, I forgot it already. (laughs) I'm sure. I was hoping I could. I'm sure you did. (laughs) Yes. If it's oh, not- I think our time is up, but we got to go. Thank you uh, very sorry. much. Sorry. Don't think so. All right. Well, if it's not good, all right, it said it's not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. Is, it, oh, is it good then for a woman to be alone? Uh, very interesting question. Uh, no, it's, it's the same both ways. Um, but it, it, just because it's not good, it doesn't mean it can't be. Uh, often when I do marriage counseling, I'll take a piece of paper and rip it down the middle with mm-hmm. a zig and a zag, and I'll say, now, either one of these pieces is just absolutely fine to write a note on, right? You could leave a note and leave it there yeah. for somebody. So it's valid even as it is. But now if I could magically put them together and all of a sudden, poof, it's one piece again, it's, it's, it's a more useful thing. And so it is with, with people. Um, it's not good that they be alone, although it might be worse that they be with somebody in especially our sinful fallen world. And so loneliness is never good. But there are other ways to help meet that need, and that's part of the reason for the church and the body of Christ, that we can support one another as brothers and sisters. It isn't the same as a a wonderful marriage uh, and all that that can bring, but it does go a long way in meeting the loneliness. But so often the church is geared toward families and uh, uh that's true it is and it doesn't always deal with individuals that's a difficulty 
Um, I would encourage then either for you, a person to find a church that is or work with your church and see if you can develop something. In other words, you're not Mr. Answer Man. You don't have all the answers. I do not. I do not. And that's why we're here. If we can be of help in any further way than this light, quick discussion of relationships, we'd be happy to. Write us at info at not-alone.net. But until we gather again at the podcast, remember, we are are not not alone. alone. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever Credits Robert Vaughn, Interlude Musician Matt Redmond, 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord From the album, 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord, Live, 2011